Susan, how are you today? I am well. How are you? I'm very well. I'm a bit cold. The weather's come cold again after some nice days, so I'm sitting with my heater like right at my feet <laughs> to keep yeah, me warm. Um, I'm looking out my windows. It's really foggy. Yeah, solar it's installed next week, and I feel like I feel like I'm going to turn into one of those obsessed people, and I'll be looking at my solar app and going, "We're not generating oh, any power." That does settle. <laughs> I know quite a few people who have gone through that stage of like, "Look how much power I'm like <laughs> using." <laughs> turn everything off. But I, I believe that uh, the novelty of that wears off, so it'll be okay. Good oh, but yes, I'm looking outside and it is just grey. Yeah. Anyway, it's fine. It's oh, crazy. So as always, we start our podcast having a little chat about the best things we've eaten this week. So Ooh. what is the best thing that you have eaten this the week? The best thing that I have eaten. Well, it's a little funny story. Um, so. I have Love another little story. business which we make candles. So two other friends and I make candles and we have a friend who's just opened this beautiful like gym with yoga and Pilates and we came up with like a custom like fragrance for her. And I love your anyway, candles. I like that lemongrassy, wani, yeah, one. I don't know what it's called but it's so good. It's the it's the favourite. Yeah, it's, it's very so popular. Good, yeah. Fresh, but anyway, yeah. So we were going to do that for her, and then she's got like lemongrass tea or something. She was like, "No, no, no." So we came up with something, you know, a bit yoga, a bit of patchouli. But she's been doing <laughs> nice. the good businesswoman thing and going to those like networking meetings. Oh, cool! And yeah. um, we should do that. <laughs> we don't do that. We should do that. <laughs> we do not do that. We do not do much on that. Anyway, um, she got then. So a local business. So I'm out near Penrith. Um, a local business called Brisket Boys messaged her and went, how well do you know the girls that make your candles? And she's like, oh, yeah, they're my friends, blah, blah, blah. Passed on a message to to me. Um, they want a brisket-scented candle. <laughs> I was like, oh, so what? Ooh, anyway, so I was thinking I was in your kitchen like, while you were cooking. I don't know where you'd put it. I don't want my bathroom to smell like brisket, if I'm honest. <laughs> salad? Do I want to smell brisket instead? Anyway. I was like, well, so now I was then Fantastic. just going, so obviously three girls and we're like, oh, like they probably mean like, you know, like the spices and the, like oh, the, yeah, you like know, the like wood. The paprika and the yeah, sweet yeah, barbecue yeah. goodness. Yeah, brown sugar and, you know, like maybe that yeah. apple wood or, so we like went off on an adventure. This is, I'm going to get to the food, but, you know, um, we got a couple of fragrances. We did a few mixes. We're like, oh, yeah, like brisket, like inspired. Anyway, I finally spoke to the guy and I was like, oh, so what are you what are you thinking? And, you know, like this is what we were thinking. And he goes, oh, no, the meat. I was like, oh, okay. And he wants it to smell like just the meat. Meat. Anyway, so I was like, oh, yeah, we were on completely the wrong track. And so we were having this funny conversation. I'm like, so you like – meat juice right well okay well, I'm gonna have to come down and smell your meat juice and smell your meat juice <laughs> so um yeah so we went to brisker boys me my husband and our three kids so um I'm like all right everyone turn your noses on like what does this place smell like <laughs> remember this smell and then tell me whether my candle smells like this <laughs> anyway so I was like right I said which one of you's um Oh, Fitzy. He goes, Oh, you're Susan. I was like, Yeah, we're here to smell your mean juice. The other guy's like, looking like, What is going on? What did you just say? What? 
I have no idea what's happening. Anyway, so sure enough, he had like a roasting like tray in the oven. I'm like, well, you better put that in a container and pop a lid on it. We'll sit outside and smell it. Anyway, so yeah, we're on the we're on the case for um, ordering some. And does it's it quite smell unusual? Like, does it smell delicious. Well, do you know what? It was so interesting because I was like, it's really subtle. Like I really like when it was mm. hot and liquidy. I was like, I can't actually really smell much. My oldest daughter's going, oh, sort of smells like campfire. I'm like, mm. yeah, yeah. But anyway, so like, it's in my, it, I went, took it out and put it in the fridge. And the next day, because of the juice and the like, the fat had separated. Ah, it's sure. Really, really smoky. Really, it's actually yeah. not unpleasant. I wouldn't want. No, it wouldn't be unpleasant. It just, yeah. I mean, I like the smell. Like, you know, when you go into a, like a, like if you cook a barbecue and you walk past someone's house and they're cooking barbecue, you go, ooh, I like that smell. Especially if you're hungry. Other people's barbecues smell amazing. We know when you get out of Bunnings and you got that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so we're we're on the case. Cool. um, And the brisket was good. (laughs) We're getting the fit. So we got like a couple of their brisket, they call it like a sandwich, but a burger, I suppose. And um, yeah, like a mac and cheese. And and then he sort of came out and he goes, oh, you know, we do these links, these like sausages, these like a bit spicy and had cheese in it. And um, then these loaded potato gems, like so all those extra food was coming out. Said, oh, you might want to try this. It's like, oh, you know, feeling little. the girls are like, okay. mom, you should do more deals. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever candle smells can we make? Um, yes. Oh, that's what, so, so yummy, yummy brisket. It was. I do love a brisket. Delicious. I made a brisket and eats brisket not that long ago, actually, which was ah. when we had all those burgers. It was good. Part of my challenge. Well, this was um like I was. We were. He came and sat and chatted to us, and he was saying we don't really use a rub. We just do with salt and pepper, and mm. um the the wood is iron bark, so it really is like mm. fifteen hours of smoking and. Yeah, okay. it was really yeah. good. It was so nice. The coleslaw and, yeah, it was delicious. I know. Very good. So that's my favourite thing, the very long story, was brisket. <laughs> that is I feel okay. a bit mouth-watery actually now. Like, yeah, it was good. Excellent. Well, and what about mine, you? Well, as you know, um, and unfortunately you can't come and help me because it's your birthday. Oh. Um, I am moonlighting as a caterer again, but this time just like <laughs> in my own house for my husband who's doing a, like a, having some mates over and doing a scotch tasting party. And so I've devised a menu of sort of eight little courses to go with the scotches. Um, and the first one, as I was just doing some like spiced nuts and oh my goodness, they are so good. Yum. <laughs> so yeah. I was I, I think I've sent you like a few different recipes. I'm like, I don't know which one to make. And I had a few and I decided with the um, Yotem Otolenghi one in the end because it didn't yep. actually have too many spices or chilli because we don't want to be overpowering. It just had a little bit of rosemary and nigella yes. seeds as the, and honey. And, oh, my goodness, I made like a big, I made like a double batch. Yeah. And they're so, so yummy. Highly, I highly recommend. I'm going and to so, make those. Yes, Oh, well, well, I'm assuming we won't get through the whole kilo. I have been nibbling on them this week, but being a bit careful because I don't want to, like, eat too get many. Get to Saturday and have to, to make them again. <laughs> like, sorry, everybody. But I was trying to get ahead. Like, it's, you know, one person doing eight little courses for eight people is uh, not insignificant. But, oh, that was so good. Um, I would definitely be continuing to make them as, a like, a snack. 
It was yeah. very delicious. I I love that sort of thing, and I know like we've done that before mm. when we when we've catered together the like a sort of spice. Yeah, they see seed. that little seed topping thing that we did. Yeah, it's not just chuck on to top of your salads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they're that's yeah, they're really so delicious. And the kids are like, oh, yeah. that's more of those. I'm like, nope. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I do a slightly different nut mix because I guess at the grocery store down the road, like the fruit and veg yes. shop, they have those sort of big mixes, and so their raw nut mix. Um, it was like Brazil nuts, walnuts, almonds, cashews, yeah. um, whereas Odlingi recommends pecans which I think, um, and macadamias, which are missing oh, from my mix, which are in yeah. his mix, which would be really good. Um, oh, so it's fine. I think there's hazelnuts in there as well. And then you add seeds. So there are some pumpkin seeds and um, yeah. sunflower seeds as well. Yes. And the, so the seeds that, kind of um, have clumped together with the yep. nigella and the honey, whereas the clusters. bigger nuts haven't. So it's a nice yep. mix. Yeah. We used to just be able to pick up pecans off the ground when I was at uni at UWS out oh. in Richmond. You walk out the path, there were just pecan trees. There was no fence. Pecan trees. Just, yeah. And now it's fenced. Of course you can't. Um. You, you could just have a plastic shopping bag and just. Wow. Um, cool. And, and then go home and crack them open. And... Yeah. And they are way easier to crack than other nuts. Yeah, they're quite thin. Way easier they? to crack I haven't done it in a while, but... Oh yeah, on the macadamia with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> they shoot off. <laughs> you end up squashing them if you don't do it right, and then you're not right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Squashed up, right? Damn it! <laughs> oh, do do love good old miso and yeah. look toasted are so much better than raw in my oh, opinion. So as far as tasty yeah. deliciousness, and whack a little bit of um, oh rosemary was the other thing in these yum, which is really yum, yum, yum. yes. Super yummy. How's my microphone? Because we are doing this over Yeah, it was dropping in and out a bit for me, but I don't know whether it will be for the recording. If our sound is terrible, everybody, we apologise. We couldn't be in the same place again this week. Again. Trying Zoomy. Just somebody give me a reason to go and buy some really, you know, fancy expensive headphones and a microphone and be a (laughs) podcaster. (laughs) Anyway. so Anyway, we are not only here to talk about our... um, favorite things that we have eating that we have eaten um we were going to talk today um, about um the article that you sort of popped up on our um instagram which is the first i'd seen it so thanks for that yeah Um, well my uh, friend actually sent it send it to you yeah cool yeah she's like this made me feel angry i can't imagine how it'll make you feel (laughs) and i really genuinely i i couldn't yeah, quite feels yeah like it was you know that whole body like reaction where you're just like no yeah, really so um yeah yeah so if anyone, anyone hasn't checked out our instagram and i mean who hasn't plenty <laughs> of people have <laughs> surely you have. sure you have um there was an article that was on the mamma mia um website it was an anonymous article written by a parent who had taken their child, two-year-old child, who was perfect and delightful by the sound of it, as two-year-olds are, and pretty much everything was going swimmingly until they got to talking about the child's weight and the child and family health nurse is what we call them here in New South Wales, or this was a maternal and child health nurse, so I'm thinking maybe Victoria, told them, mum that you know they needed to cut out fruit cut out dairy cut out carbs 
because the child oh, was ow. on the 70th percentile. So um, anyone who hasn't got kids, wow. it's a pretty regular, you know, especially if it's your first child, you go, you go to the yeah, next one. Go your little Wait blue book and you go at your two weeks, you go at your four weeks, you go at your six weeks or however often you go and then you get to your third trial and go, oh, did we get you vaccinated? Yes. <laughs> we right. did. We did. It's like registering your car <laughs> now that you don't get a paper. Yeah, drats. Um, yeah, yeah. So this person, the article actually, is it's actually a really good, well-written article, but like they describe how how thrown they were, mm. but then also how they were able to sort of pretty much Reset. laugh it off Reset because up. they do have, you know, they're well informed by the sound of it. They're well supported and they've got a pretty sort of good handle on how how useless weight is as a measure of like anything, but also how to learn it. Eighteen months or however old she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was immediately so, reminded of a conversation that I'd had with my sister oh, several years ago. I can't even remember which of her older two children it was about. I think her eldest, um, who will be like, I don't know, 12 or something now. And, um, yeah, her sort of, I think, two-year check uh, with the GP um, without actually asking her any of the questions about how do you feed your child um, yeah. based on her plotting um, was told, Stop giving her juice um, and no takeaways. And Thank I was you, like, okay, A, I don't give my two-year-old juice and we don't really have much takeaway and you haven't asked me any questions and also should yeah. I actually be worried? So as much as she was like, this was terrible and that's sort of why she, I think, called yeah. to have the, I'm, my gut reaction that this is completely wrong is right, yeah. <laughs> Call the dietitians yes. and stuff. But it was shaky enough for her and she's like well embedded in sensible health yeah. advice land yeah, um, yeah so it was just that idea of like even if you are surrounded by um good advice which is yeah going, that's not okay that's not right she's fine don't worry actually it still causes stress it still yeah, causes yeah, some pretty yeah, significant yeah. anxiety yeah and it's um you know it's just like the potential for damage is is huge oh. and yeah you think too like I don't even know like I I have this sort of almost like an anecdote in my head like pretty much like a two-year-old is sort of as as fat as your child's ever gonna be like yeah yeah in terms of their like just their natural development five-year-olds are really 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 lean right if they're gonna be lean (laughs) two-year-olds they're gonna be lean really, really 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 rolly you know and it's that's a very yeah. normal trajectory totally. for a child, you know. And, yeah. uh, and I think that's the thing, and we were chatting a little bit earlier, we need to be really careful because some kids are going to be big and going to stay big. Um, yes. A lot of two-year-olds are going to be big and end up super-duper lean because that's genetically yeah. where they're going to be. And, the, yeah. in, like, I've had, had this, I've heard of this happening, not just my sister but another friend as well who had this, um, both parents of Asian background and they just had this, they're both really small people and they just had this, like, full-on chubba but Like, he was so the best, like, little gorgeous thing. Yeah. Um, and, again, all these worry, don't give him much formula, da, da, da. and I'd be like, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. It's not, no, please steady, just steady, listen to his cues. Stay steady. Like, yep. stay steady. And the, 
kids that it's happened in my experience have happened to grow up into like really little lean bodies. Yeah. Completely and that's the thing. disconnected. Yeah. The, I, this, I think that's, that's the other bit, isn't it? This idea of somehow what you're doing right now, not that it, I'm not saying it doesn't matter what you feed your child, obviously, you know, nutrition still matters, but that there's some predictability, this dreadful, dreadful outcome if you don't like mm-hmm. manage their weight right now, like you're, you know, you're programming them for this like destined, yes. unhealthy future. You're like, yeah, we actually don't know. No what anybody's body is going to end up like and Mm. all we really can do exactly like you say is let's just trust their cues let's let's say you know can you imagine too let's provide the predictable routine range of foods not to deliberately restrict and hold back food from your child who is hungry how distressing and awful that would be for them obviously my boys were like three and four they would have been eating six wheat bits for breakfast. Yeah. If I was worried about <laughs> giving them carbohydrate, like, yeah. Yeah. they would have been hungry. I would, if I'd yep. restricted them, they would have been hungry. And then, and this is what I think we we know, um, is actually it's the kids who are feeling restricted who are likely to then disconnect from their bodies and yeah. eat when they have access to food. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and like the more we get in involved in restricting actually yeah. the more likely that these kids are going to potentially not be listening to their bodies and end up in a different size body than they would have been if we just left yeah. them yeah and I think you know really really want to be clear that you know the I mean, the cases that we've been probably speaking about like even in the article this child wasn't in a particularly big body they you know the advice that they were given was was really unsound it would not have mattered if they were in yeah. like they were it's still terrible advice. advice it's still actually just it's completely unhelpful advice. dangerous advice yeah so um regardless of whether the child is in a large body mm. is going to stay in a large body is in a sort of large body and becomes a smaller like leaner body yeah. regardless it do- it doesn't matter I just want to be really clear that that's not what it's about but also like the impact, like you say, on the changed relationship to food, the changed relationship mm-hmm. to their body. Um, you know, I know like I, a couple of people who've said to me, you know, that they hold like great, great shame for stealing food out of kids' bags at school. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh. well, you know, like why was that? You didn't have enough food. You didn't have enough food, <laughs> you know, like mm. that is yeah. – like a survival um, instinct, you know, yeah. and we're setting up children then, okay, they're not listening to their body. They, 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 well, they are maybe, they're listening to their body, but they're going to effectively in a way what might look like overeat because they're just trying to be mm-hmm. safe. But then also act in a way that's not perhaps in line with their values. So they start to internalise stuff about themselves yeah. as a bad person in relation to the way really they eat, just mm-hmm. it's a very very difficult thing to untangle as an adult um yeah. you know these things that you learn at the almost like a pre-verbal age like yeah yeah how do you what's go into counseling what's safe what's and mm. that with like words and logic and intellect you just can't because it's like a it's like yeah. a truth so difficult yeah. so um, i am remember yeah. i often use and i might have actually heard it from you first Maybe not. I don't think I made it up. But something that I use a lot when talking about this stuff um, 
and I did it in that Emerging Minds webinar that I've done yes. and when I've spoken on other podcasts and things is that idea of we're so focused on not getting fat, in inverted commas, um, and yeah. that's all we focus on. Um, and I remember like when I, I learned to ride a bike a few years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, right. And the advice I was given, which is the same advice you get given when you learn to drive a car, is look at where you want to go, not at what you're trying to avoid. And I did not take this advice. And if there was a gutter that I did not want to go into, I would look at the gutter and I would end up in the gutter until (laughs) I learned, don't look at the gutter, look at that narrow bit between the gutter and the bench or whatever it is and go look at where you want to go, not at what you're trying to avoid. And I think with kids' body weight in particular, we have such this ridiculous and unhelpful um, focus on don't get fat, don't be big, don't be big body, don't be big body, that we try to do all this stuff, focusing on trying to avoid it. And all those things actually set our trajectory at that path of we're likely to end up in a bigger body than we would have otherwise if people hadn't yep. interfered and started restricting and yep. disconnection from body and yeah. internalised weight stigma, disconnecting from physical activity because we the uniform doesn't fit or we don't feel comfortable in our body or don't think we oh, should be doing it. So all this stuff I, we do yeah. with this focus on the tree, we hit the tree. Whereas if we yeah. look at where we want to go for all bodies, which is what do we want? We want calm relationships with food, predictable variety, moving your body in ways that feels activity. good. Yeah. Being involved in activities and life affirming activities, whereas we don't like poor body image really does uh, make adolescents in particular, um, remove awesome. themselves from life affirming activities and physical and activity yeah. and all of that. Yep. And it's just, and it's this sort of stuff, like what we've read in this article, which has made us both pretty angry, that actually can set kids who would otherwise be going next to the tree. Yeah, <laughs> straight into the tree. Reverse parking perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's kids um... of all bodies. So we shouldn't be giving some advice to some and different advice oh. to others. It's it's exactly what drives me bonkers about programs like Go For Fun. <laughs> Everybody oh. needs, you know. Dance. Yes, this would be great for everyone. Why is it just for skill? kids of a particular BMI, which is, oh, my goodness, in kids just. No, it's awful. Terrible, terrible. Awful. So, and with yeah, the outcome, the, like winning out, like it's either a good outcome or a bad outcome, depending on whether the kid's body change. And you and I have both had experience where we'll have um, clients come to us, sent by the pediatrician yeah. for a weight concern, and they've had a real escalation of their weight recently off the yeah. charts. And we do want to look at trends and things like that. But then we go, okay, well, what happened six months ago? They went to go yes. for fun or they went on some yeah. strict diet yeah, and exactly. their weight sort of plateaued or went down and then there's this massive rebellion yeah. <laughs> kick up so I think that's off, away thing, from the chart. It? Like growth charts, the way that was used in that consultation that your child is perhaps sitting exactly on the same percentile that they've been on the whole time. Since yeah, then. and they might be on the same one for um, weight. We've got no information about that being relevant yeah, or yeah. anything. Yeah. No, so that is not how they are useful. But, yeah, no. if we've got a child that's tracking along a particular percentile and they start to deviate massively from it yeah. up or down, yeah, we want to know what's going on because, because it's a symptom, trending. It's not the problem. It's a sign that something significant has changed. It might not be going okay here. Yeah, and I think yeah. that you know, well, where we get frustrated is when we've seen perhaps in a like a tween um, a significant deviation down from their um, growth yeah. curve, yeah. and yeah. nothing's been done for months and months and months and months and months because perhaps they started slightly higher or didn't 
but yeah. everyone's just like, oh, well, Pegos is good yeah. for everyone, even though it's really not for kids. And so by the time we get to them, this has actually gotten really serious. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's been ignored. So, yeah, I think That's we're not right. saying that we never use growth charts or we don't yeah, yeah, use yeah. this sort of information, but just being really careful to zoom out and use it appropriately um, and in that nuanced way, which is is actually possible in a short period of time. It doesn't. It, it should be possible in early childhood appointments. You know, and exactly that's you know, is this normal for your child? That's yeah. really it, isn't it? Yeah. Like, all right, you know, this is sort of where this is where they started. This is how it was tracking last time. You know, but we also know sort of how inaccurate some of those weights and measures are. And when you talk oh, when about people get shorter, quite like small <laughs> When I've implied that they've had their height done and they've gotten shorter, I'm like, yeah, that doesn't happen. Something is wrong here. <laughs> well, my nephew, my nephew had, um, they had a real scare when he was quite little um, because the person missed, like they, they wrote down his head circumference wrong or they plotted it in the wrong spot on the chart. Oh, right. And it they were basically being sort of given the oh, his brain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hang on a second. In front of you, let's maybe look at his head. Does it look infinitely <laughs> large? Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, they were. Uh, yeah. Well, they they were had, in um, like or at least measure the parents' heads, right? So we have, I remember like a very good friend of mine, um, so she's tidy, like she's really short, little person, um, married to a very tall, large man. And um, the kid had like a large head circumference and they're like getting a bit worried and then dad walked and they went, oh, no worries. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. It's all genetic, you know, like they'll do their thing. Well, like my family, we all have big heads. We're, like I've had my head measured, like they measure the kid's head and they go, oh, no, all good. It's just like big hats. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> oh, my kids wearing hats in kindy. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's, again, like the information should be, I think, a point where you, you know, first of all, is it telling us anything anyway? If yes. it's telling it, us something, if it's been... pointing to something, maybe it's a place to start asking questions, yeah. not just chucking unsolicited advice um yeah and oh, I think particularly thinking? like if it's your first kid like you don't know and you so That's easily right. have your confidence rocked like so yeah. easily um, yeah so it's a place to be even more careful than yes anywhere else because you know I've certainly worked with um mums whose kids are perhaps on a lower percentile or struggling you know sort of leveling out um, yeah. and even the stress of trying you must get this extra energy into your child has led yeah. to this pretty awful dynamic of anxiety and stress and forcing which has completely backfired and made it more difficult yes. for and the child like, to I know, um, get enough energy in when you look at the like the um sort of ellen satter sort of work it mm. is exactly that you've got this child that's like maybe naturally small and everyone's mm -hmm. freaking out and trying to push, 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 push feeding. And then you've got this child that's like, oh, no, thank you. Yeah, get pushing out away, of my pushing face. away. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And you've, de you, you know, you've, you've sort of disrupted their own little body, like, yeah. sort of environment. 
And then you've got this child who's naturally going to be larger and is bigger and people are like, oh, slow it down, slow it mm-hmm. down, slow it down. And you're just driving, driving, driving that food-seeking behaviour because they're yeah. just not – so neither child is having their needs met. They're not allowing and any everyone's sort of stressed, autonomy. Right? Everyone's miserable and frightened as well. And yeah. Yeah, that's going to come into the feeding dynamic. And, I like, I remember – we went to Tresillion with my first child because she was mm-hmm. not a great sleeper. <laughs> Probably I was just a little bit over-anxious as a first-time parent. Um, but I remember how many children were in there with, like, you know, feeding yeah, I, issues. Yeah, I was a dietitian for Tresillion for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> like, you know, like that thing of, like, your first child, you don't know what's normal. They've maybe had what you think is a choking thing mm-hmm. and it's not. They're just coughing and they it's actually shaggy, cough it out. Yeah. If they're they making noise, coughing, all good. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. But these are not the things. But and air is getting the, in. The the downward spiral from that point where oh. mum's face has just gone, oh, no. And then the Panic. child's gone, oh, what? <laughs> and it's yeah. And from there. And um yeah, it's it's so easily, I think those those relationships are so easily damaged and to but so powerful and that's I think why when they are damaged it can be really significant and really deep for a really long time because of just how powerful and I think this is the optimistic bit of it right (laughs) because we've been a bit down in the tubs um the optimistic bit of it is oh wow we can actually have this incredible powerful beautiful relationship with feeding our kids to set them up really really well for the rest of their life um if we that's right and particularly when we're the perhaps the primary care or the predominantly one doing that feeding in those early, early, early years, mm. wow, that can be protective. Um, yes. And it's so important for us to have our self settled, I think, is the mm. is yeah, If we are steady and settled in our own sort of food and body relationship um, and I mean, we can really transmit that and create that environment in the feeding relationship and the feeding dynamic for our child. Um, but we just, we need that environment to be, you know, supportive. We need to have people where, you know, you know like body weight's primarily genetic. You know, we're all pretty tall, pretty mm-hmm. big people. The likelihood is this child's probably going to be pretty tall, pretty big. So that's fine. You know, do you know what? Body cues are really trustworthy if, you know, if they're they're hungry, keep going. (laughs) And if you're feeding pretty regularly and they seem to lose, you know, there's a point where they lose interest, that's pretty good sign to stop. You know, like those sorts of things need to be really embedded for us to sort of operate in a a calm and confident way. To be able to set up the predictability and confidence for our kids because I think that's the really when, you know, as you were saying with that food-seeking behaviour is often where it's just not predictable. Um, The kids aren't sort of sure in their little sometimes, as you say, pre-verbal brain that they're going to get offered enough food in enough time. They're going to be okay. Like we've got our eating times. We have our non-eating times. And that's fine because there's enough food yeah. at the eating times. Yeah. Um, and it's... I remember years ago, someone coming into my room and I'm like, oh, so, you know, what brings you here today? And she sort of just went, well, I'm a binge eater, you know, like 
sort that out. And <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking for a while and we were like just, you know, getting a bit of a history in the background. She'd grown up in foster care and she'd gone from house oh. to house to house to house to house. Yeah. You're like, oh, wow. Binge eating sort of makes sense. Like what's the yeah. rule in this house? When's my when next? do we eat dinner? Can I? Can I just help myself? Yeah. This is, is this even my house? Like, yeah. Wow. And I've worked with clients who have been food insecure as kids. Yeah. Um, that feeling of hunger can be incredibly anxiety producing because you don't know when you're going to get, had yeah. it known when they were going it's to get unsafe, food. But, you know, it feels really unsafe. Painful. Yeah. Um, was it? I think, I know I always reference off menu podcasts, but you know, maybe, maybe that one that they'll have us <laughs> on. But I think there was an episode and they were talking to somebody who was a chef and she was saying her parents, she was British and her parents came to England uh, in the Windrush generation. So people from Jamaica came to England as part of the, you know, they were part of the Oh, uh, yes. I'm and having, then, I, when I listen they were, to every episode, so I definitely yeah, would have listened to it. Yeah, but I... yeah, <laughs> They were poor and so, and, and I think they had a large family. Maybe the dad left and, you know, but there is still in her 60s now that real mm. feeling of, Oh, when my fridge is full, I feel like I feel really like it's good calm. and I feel yeah. safe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So these things are really like they last for life. Um, they do. Yeah. So, so we need to tread know. so carefully. Um, yeah. With yeah. And again, if you're a parent or know someone who's a parent who has had that sort of, you should restrict your child advice. Um, please don't. Yeah. Yeah. Be supportive. <laughs> Send them to our podcast. That's right. Send them to our. Well, Ellen Satter's stuff is probably like that. Ellen Satter's stuff is my favorite go-to. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, if you came across this mum, or find a non-dietitian to reassure them and to help them, because sometimes changes do need to get made. Um, but again, even in the way that it's made to not single out the child and to make it really supportive and not feel restricted and all of that actually is quite nuanced. And I think yes. actually probably a stepped through with someone who's really experienced in. Hand in hand that. with a really um, yeah. yeah caring and compassionate person to just get you back into that, you know, realm of safety. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there is there is support and there is help and it can be done. And it's it's Definitely. a lot of I think a lot of commitment and a lot of support. Um, and but it won't be cutting out dairy and fruit, and <laughs> it won't, and it won't. And it's I think the thing too is, in a lot of cases, it's going to go against a lot of what we get told. You know, a lot of the sort of yeah. common wisdom. So you've almost got to be prepared to be a bit different, and that can be a bit tricky mm. as well. So I think having the backup of oh, it's okay my dietitian <laughs> my dietitian yeah. got this yeah. so yeah. but in know, this but... example from this article that's not even any evidence-based advice for ev- any no. child Andrew like it's like our they reference you know, Australian Guide to Healthy Eating is not yeah. perfect but it's based on a lot of good research around sort of patterns of eating and nowhere does it say don't give your child fruit or dairy ridiculous thing was they referenced the food pyramid which the bottom of the food pyramid is grains and cereals and then the next one is like you know veg and then there's fruit and then there's dairy what yeah so yeah it was it was just I think that's the important you know so often in in different industries in health in teaching in you know people will have their own experience and their own sort of Mm -hmm. yeah and so yeah their own belief systems around it perhaps 
helpful for them as an adult, so they think maybe to lose weight. Um, mm. But don't bring it yeah. into your room. <laughs> don't bring it into a pediatric. Please consult. don't bring your own diet stuff into your consults no. with other people, and or children ever. Or children, yeah. their children. Yes. Yes. I think we've gone a bit long today. So we should probably wrap it on up. We really should. And um, I just want to also shout out our meal planning challenge. So I think this podcast oh, yes. will come out on, on the, 15th. the 15th. So you can. A week um, before our challenge. Yeah. So we'll be, um, we have a, a private Facebook group and we've got a bunch of resources. So like, you know, blanks for shopping lists and um weekly planners, that sort of thing. So we really want to, we've just seen a lot um, around where people quite enjoy and get a lot out of meal planning but find that it's pretty hard to shut down the diety side of it. So we want to provide a space where um, people can sort of get back into some planning and organisation without any of that sort of diety polluting um, nonsense. So um, and in that group, we'll be running, I think, two lives, one sort of at the beginning and one sort of at the end. Yeah, to yeah, do yeah. some sort of prepping, troubleshooting, talking through like what values yeah. you might want to attend, attend to in this, um, in your planning and just like yeah. some advice from us, but also what we've learned from our clients um, yes. along the way. Uh, and then again, a sort of a follow up as to, again, to troubleshoot and find out what worked. Yeah. Um, so we're, I'm excited. This is new. We haven't done anything like this. I know. I yet. know. So we're just going to, um, so yeah, it's in, um, I think the, the link is, the link is in our link tree on Instagram, which is Megan Susan. We probably didn't put it in the, um, we'll put it in the show notes for this as well. Oh, yeah. We'll put it in the show notes. That's the link is in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us. And we have to remember to do you know, that. I think also what we need to say is um, share our podcast with your friends and we yeah. would really like it if you would subscribe and rate and review yes, five stars only. Of, yeah. Yeah, that would be, <laughs> it helps other people find our podcast. Yeah. I sound like a podcaster. <laughs> nice work. Okay, we should stop talking now. We should. All right. Have a wonderful day. See you later. See you.